Guys, welcome to the episode of Into the West Comics. My name is Frank. Uncle Nephew Shane is here. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Good morning <laughs> to you. We're going to have a rock and roll party today. I promise you that. Oh, my word. All right. Um, the, the big hog. Yeah. The big hog himself. Uh, Dre is here with us at the table. Yes. And... Uh, I'm a little nervous because I was prepared to be on that lounge, but now my face is. <laughs> See, <laughs> right, here. I'm happy what, to be You look here. great. Very, what are you talking about? The young bucks. Here. Yeah. These young bucks coming up, they're not ready for it. We're ready. The old dogs are ready yeah. for it. <laughs> you want to hold hands on the table? You know, oh my, I would. my hands are a little sweaty, though, already. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's going to be all right. It's oh, going to be, be fine. Right. Thank you. What are we doing? We're talking about insanity. That's all we're doing, right? It's yes. going to be fun. We're here for shenanigans, Nick. I'm just going to stare at you every yeah. time you talk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah, directly in your eyes. We had so much fun last month hanging out with this guy during our Barbenheimer phase. Uh, yeah. We had to bring Barney back. Barney from Shim Sons Comics is joining us at the table. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the most genuine human the, beings I've ever met in my entire life. One Barney. of them. My, my LL Cool J. Yeah. <laughs> Be licking your lips and everything else. It's already taken a weird turn. And we had to get this guy back. I am a huge fan of him and his tag team partner Theo. Please welcome the one true nerd king, Phil Taylor. Phil, how are you? I just want to know who. I just want to know how many times I'm going to have to come on the show before I get a t-shirt. I, oh, I just, I just saw that. T-shirt just is like, in the mail. What? I'm just, Ish. Mm, Do you want mine? You can have mine if you want it. <laughs> I'll send you some stickers. It's a little worn. Shirts are back ordered. I'm gonna get, yeah. I use it to wipe up a truly that he spilled one night in the uh, studio, but... <laughs> They're all well used. Oh, I love yeah. shirts. No, right. I'm, I'm blessed, dude. I'm I'm excited to be here. I'm 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 happy. So, you know, it's always good. it's always good to get to hang out with friends. So this yeah, is man. this is this is this is great for me. Great for me. Well, we appreciate you taking some time to hang out with us. Uh, we hope that uh, you are totally how do we say Ahsoka. We're right in the middle of Ahsoka mania. <laughs> we just Ahsoka? saw our third oh, yeah. episode of Ahsoka. Yes. Everybody, oh, yeah. I'm just uh, Ahsoka. I'm going to start with you, Phil. I want to see what your thoughts are on the third episode. Are you enjoying the show so far? Oh yeah, I'm loving the episode. Um, I'm a, I'm I'm a firm believer that you know everybody everybody gave you know hella shade during the 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 most recent sequel series about you know a girl Jedi and all these things. It's like, man, did anybody ever watch Ahsoka Tano and the Clone Wars, you know, and then in Rebels and stuff like that. It's just like nobody's saying her name, but she was bad as dude. Yeah. And I'm I'm really enjoying the show. I really am. Um I, I think this last episode was felt a little bit more fillery than the first two to me. Sure. But it was good. It was good. I'm, I'm enjoying each one of it, and I do really feel like um, I do feel like they're really, you know, everybody's got a different angle. Some want to get thrown back. Some want to get to the world between worlds. I really think that that's still our dark Jedi, you know, path as far as things go. But no, I'm digging it. I'm 100% in. It's good to see Filoni in charge of something like like 100% at the helm. 
And that's what that that to me is what gives me the faith in this one. So I'm I'm hype. I'm hype. You mentioned that world between worlds thing that we could be getting into when we move towards maybe probably the end of the season. We'll be uh, seeing that we get the we've got the star map. People are trying to break down that stuff. We've got a lot of, you know, Filoni loves his wolves. You know, he's got oh, yeah. a lot of uh, the the wolf references uh, laid in there. We got space whales back. We got the Pergil yeah. back on screen. That was nice. Uh-huh. Uh, what did you guys think about this episode, uh, Barney? I was, I was, I'm in, I'm really invested in the in the show. I really am. The beginning when he, sh- when uh, she starts training Sabine, I'm like, come on, we've seen this before. Where's this going? But with the uh, the droid, I, I the name skips my mind. The name of the droid, uh, Hu Yang. Hu Yang. Hu Yang just starts Yang. ridiculing her and saying, "Oh, you're the worst Jedi I've ever seen." And just, he's not you know, a great motivational speaker. Breaking her down, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, "Okay, yeah, you, you know, giving her what for?" But then later on, when she explains. And it goes back to something that Lucas actually put out in the beginning is how the force lives and resides in all living beings. It's a matter of some of them are more talented than the others, like who Yang, you know, uh, yeah. proposed. Mm-hmm. But that it's a matter of actually coming out and doing the things and, and doing the training that it takes to obtain and, and show the force, mm-hmm. uh, which is where the, the midichlorian counts come into play. But Obi-Wan was, you know, it was noted Obi-Wan was never that strong in the force, but he had to, through discipline, he learned, you know, how. So once I got past that, and I was like, oh, this got a little bit more interesting. And then to see the Pergo. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got this whole dream of an episode that uh, that I'm hoping is going to happen. So, but I'll I'll talk about that in a little bit. Right now, it's uh, Big Hog's turn. Uh, Big Hog. for that. Are you relaxed? Yeah, I feel a lot. All better. right, pound it truly. It relaxes Shane. Yeah, <laughs> I'm relaxed. I know that. Yeah, let's go. We know. Yeah, I uh, am thoroughly enjoying it. I'm actually catching up on Rebels. I just I got to season two, so I'm just waiting for Thrawn to come in. But based off of the show, um, yeah, I like it. I mean, the the ridicule that Hu Wang is doing it. It's like it's tough love, but it's real. You know, he's like, like nah, you're horrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. I do like the kind of. Um, like call signs it was to determine like which kind of slash or defense that it was right. uh, that he was doing, you know, the training. Cause I've never seen that, but um, also what kind of threw me off a little bit in the episode was I didn't understand the, I guess uh, physics of uh, Ahsoka being on the plane and just kind of chilling there unless she has like, you know, like rockets, gravity boots where she just, mm. so, but her jumping off and then floating off, you know, it was cool. Um, I'm enjoying it. I'm, I have a couple things about Morak or Morak. Morak mm-hmm. that yeah. I'm uh mm-hmm. some yeah. theories yeah, yeah for sure okay. I'm, I'm just glad I thought it was super cool how the uh Sabine used the ship to actually rotate her to get yes, her back to get her, yeah. yes. rather and than her all of a sudden pulling a princess Leia and then flying back to right. the ship. Right. exactly you know? exactly yeah I agree floating through space it, it was it was weird to me though seeing Hugh Yang uh do the whole you know the testing the technique to see if she's using the proper technique to see where it's cutting right I'm just like, this has the most General Grievous vibes I've ever yeah. seen. Like, why were the Jedi, like, so honed by General Grievous? So, like, right. every single turn, you got Hugh Yang with four arms coming out of, like, right, and yeah. just, just just the beginning of the day. Like, what, what, how's your form today? You're like, yeah. oh, nope, you're, you're definitely not, you messed up not here, working here, on this here, one. Yeah. You're like, how the fuck did they not see this? He's got like a scantron sheet. He's like measuring it. <laughs> it's like, bad, yeah. oh, okay. Well, we're old. You know, scantron <laughs> sheets. Dre might not know. Well, know. Back in he's the day, like you know. hundreds of years old. He's been training thousands of Jedi, and yep. all of a sudden, it was 
I saw the four things going like the fuck. <laughs> 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 I, was, I was honestly kind of like, damn it! Like, why was General Grievous like killing all of these Jedi when they had this guy in there just basically yeah. like just for the younglings to come in and test with? And you're like, really? <laughs> Anyways, uh, and, and that was that was the one thing that just kind of bothered me about the entire episode. But everything else was great. It was. I, I thought it was creepy to know that when Grievous, every time he kills a Jedi, he takes their lightsaber. So he just has a whole cabinet full of that's gangster lightsabers. Yeah. That's, that's quite there. gangster. Sabine collects uh, stormtrooper helmets. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Grievous is connect is collecting lightsabers. That's kind of yeah. I thought it was, it was interesting. like the Mandalorians like keeping parts of Wookies. Remember? Oh, that's like, right. Like got little. That's right. You know, like everybody's got like a little souvenir, and uh, yeah, so. I thought it was interesting that Sabine like says almost the same thing that Luke said when he puts the helmet on, he can't see. He's like, I can't see. How am I supposed to fight? Like she says almost word for word, the exact same phrase as as Luke as Luke. And I thought that was, I thought that was kind of cool. That sounds familiar to me. But I, what I I, I think it's, yeah. I mean, go ahead. You're making a point on that, on that. Area. No, no, actually, well, I kind of, but I'll bring you, I think we're getting to theories later, yeah. so I'm going to shut, I'll just. All right. What I dug was Genevieve O'Reilly making an appearance, uh, the chancellor from uh, Andor, uh, Mothma? Mon Mothma, Mon Mothma. Mon That's hard to say. Um, I thought that was great seeing her and, you know, her doing her whole deal, like as far as, uh, uh, General Sindula, like uh, talking to her, trying to get them help. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that that part was really interesting. Like with uh, General Hendula asking, like, "Have you ever fought in the wars?" Like he's asking the senator. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she was like, breaking him down. Yeah, yeah. Brig just broke him down, mm-hmm. but she's like, "Okay, maybe I'm not going to get the, <laughs> I'm not going to get them to help." They kind of have part. that feeling though that they're end up, they're going to end up just kind of going and helping Ahsoka yeah. and and Sabine in the next episode regardless right kind of i mean maybe we would have gotten to that in that episode if this episode if it was longer but um <laughs> i'm saying that like the, the, as far as the action is concerned in this show it's i think it's they move the pace notch. along pretty yeah. well for the mm-hmm. length of the episode that yeah. we got yeah, the runtime we got a lot i think yeah, we man. got a, a good amount of content for the 30 minutes we got 30 ish yeah. minutes that we got definitely <laughs> for, for what they lack yeah, in script i think it's good yeah. for i think it's good uh, the pacing of it i think is pretty great um, how yeah, do you it does feel a lot like a Clone Wars episodes in, in yeah. different ways? It it really, I mean, like the dialogue, everything. It just kind of to to me, it just really harkens back with the cutscenes, the 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 quick pacing between. You know, you're not just sitting there just staring off into the distance right. to have these long, mournful, thoughtful scenes. It's just like, why are we here? We're going to find out next you know right. and so he I, I i do like feloni's pacing long drawn out staring off into space could you be referring to amelia clark in secret invasion <laughs> maybe <laughs> she did a lot of that maybe I man mean, let's not get into space. Invasion, it's emotional okay? I mean, I just... isn't it <laughs> now no, the uh the one moment that really harkened back to clone wars for me was ahsoka on the ship and then using her lightsabers that was a i think it was like second or third episode of clone wars where Plo Koon was on the ship with a bunch of um, 
of uh, clone troopers, and he was on there with his lightsaber, and they were coming after him. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was a nice little nod in the real world. Or well, they make a lot of uh, references back to a lot of the original content. It's cool. I mean, the ship that they're on when Sandula is going to get approval from Mon Mothma and the <laughs> committee of uh, politicians that don't really want to say anything. Um, yeah. Uh, that that group is that is Admiral Akbar's ship from Return of the yeah. Jedi. That's, that's that's the same. Yeah. That's the same Home ship. One. Yep, it's a trap. It's yep. a trap. It's yeah. a trap. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they've, they've done great with the Easter eggs. I think so too. Uh, let's let's get a little bit into the theories of the Maroc, Merrick, Maroc <laughs> of it all. This uh, Inquisitor, who we heard him speak, he just sounded like he just woke up in the morning. He sounded like he was on a four day sail yeah. with you and Theo. And he woke up in the morning, and his voice was just thrashed, right? Like he was, he, he was chomping down Camel Reds and whiskey, and they're asking, he was like, oh, I'm going to go to the <sighs> Just like, you know, he's eating something. I don't know. He's, he, he's eating cigarettes. I don't know. But uh, who do you think that this guy could be? If he is somebody important, like from their past, or he, if, is, he, is he just, he's just the Inquisitor? That's his character. Sam Whitmer. Yep. Okay. Sam Whitmer. It's yep. it's 100%. I mean, that's that's his old doomsday voice from Smallville, man. I mean, that's yeah. Just, that's that's just like <laughs> doomsday. Fuck. Um, <laughs> like, sorry, if you want to like deep cut. Okay, that's how that old is a deep cut. is. I just went to Smallville. Um so yeah, I I I do Sam's Sam's a super huge Star Wars nerd. And he's been with Filoni, you know, so long and and been one of um, I, I do feel like one of his closest actor confidants in all this series. And he's spoken to it so many times that they wanted to get Starkiller from the, the Force Unleashed character wise somehow into the Clone Wars cartoon or into Rebels and these different projects. And when we were talking about Rebels, it was like somehow could they bring him in as an Inquisitor? Because you know, the secret apprentice kind of concept that they mm-hmm. wanted to have. And so as soon as I saw the character, I'm like, oh, my God, they finally did it. Uh, a lot of people thought, like, it's Ezra. I'm like, mm-hmm. it just doesn't track for being Ezra. Plus, they're trying to go get Thrawn. So it doesn't make any the sense. Got Ezra yeah, back, it, it wouldn't make sense. No a massive disappointment if sense. it was Ezra. Yeah, that wouldn't make sense. Be, I, yeah. That's yeah. what that's what my money is on, too, Starkiller. Yeah. And it may not even be a Luke clone. It could be an Anakin clone. And yeah. instead, so they did say uh, that Hayden because... Christensen was supposed to make an appearance in this series. Mm-hmm. That's uh. been out there that you film scenes for this, so maybe that's what it is. Huh. All right, then that's who I pick. That's who you're picking. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with everybody. I'm gonna take the easy way out. Young, uh, an Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yeah, I'm gonna go with everybody at the table. Well, I mean, he's got the even... voice credits. I mean, we we exactly. all saw that he had a voice credit. Yeah, additional so in my mind. Right there. Is kind of already confirmed, and plus Sam leaked during a live stream really? that he is in Ahsoka. Yeah, I'll send you the oh, footage. Um, he did a live stream. He leaked, and it it, it seemed completely inadvertent. It's like I'm not supposed to talk about things, blah blah blah. But, but when I said Ahsoka, it was just like ah. Uh, <laughs> oh oh yeah, I'm hype. <laughs> yeah. So he because he's listed in the credits as like there's a there's an ensemble like voice cast mm-hmm. whatever, and he's listed in there. So. I'm yeah, assuming in some capacity he's going to be making an appearance. 
I think that I that's a huge a, argument with this guy at a fantastic sale about who it was. He's like, I heard it could be Ezra, and they're like, I heard it could be who, and they're like, it's fucking Sam Whitmer. Like, don't even, don't even at me, bro. I go, I get <laughs> Sam, and there's no, no, no. I'm just like, I'm gonna spend five minutes on the internet, and I'll have proof. Just give me, just give me five minutes, and I'll tell them, uh, bam, phone. And uh, yeah, it was it, it was a hundred percent face moment. But yeah, it was. I I'm I'm geeked seeing him in the show. I think he's probably one of the most overdue. We heard his voice, granted, in Solo, and that was super cool to have. You know, Ray Park be the body, Sam get to do the voice. That was that was really fun for me, as you know, as a lot of us. But at the end of the day, um, seeing him get to come on in, in an acting role physically. I mean, I haven't seen this guy since um, uh, uh, that that um, half human or inhuman, whatever. Yeah, the werewolf vampire um, joint on a sci-fi. Yeah, he, he was a vampire mm-hmm. and there was yeah. a werewolf. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, definitely on maybe a sci-fi. Something. Sharknado? No. <laughs> I, was just uh, I'm blanking yeah, on the I haven't too, seen but... him since that yeah. on the oh, sci-fi okay. channel. Yes, but that was that show was by. Nice. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I know exactly. Let me look at it. Uh, look, so then, as far as this show goes, are you you liking you're liking it overall? Um, do you think we need to get more Jason Sandula, some more uh, development with that? You oh. know that that's a callback. Uh, Filoni basically confirmed that that's a callback to uh, Jason Solo mm-hmm. from the yeah. uh, uh, the old uh, Timothy Zahn books, I think. That yeah, that character, the yeah, the heir of the empire. Yeah, the uh, he was brother. It was uh, twins. That's right, Jason and Jaina. Jason and Jaina. Yeah. yeah. Yep, Jason, Jaina, and Anakin was the youngest who died first in the Vong attacks, and then Jason went dark. And Jaina, who I see a lot of similarities with um, Sabine, because Jaina was not as talented in the Force. She was talented, don't get me wrong, but she was not as talented to face Jason, who turned into a, a, a Sith Lord, a Darth, uh, Darth Cadus, I believe was his name mm-hmm. and to defeat him she had to get trained by boba fett in the ways in the mandalorian to gain their armor so she could face jason without his expertise with a lightsaber to be able to defeat him in battle so um i feel I, I i see a lot of similarities between what they're doing with sabine and jaina and if that's the case Shit's gonna be wild when it comes to that that lightsaber fight, and she's got her Mando outfit on, and it's gonna it's gonna be crazy because I'm looking forward to that. Sounds a little good. bit of force control with a Mando outfit. Yeah, it's gonna it be sounds, crazy. Sounds dope. <laughs> Do you think that it was when, fantastic in the books? Oh yeah, those the, and the, the, all those Timothy's on that whole trilogy was incredible. Yeah. Um, did you ever read Bloodline? Yeah. Yeah. I never read that. I read, I read every single Del Rey book back in the day, bro. The new ones, not as much. Mm-hmm. I've gotten into some of them. But I read from, you know, uh, the Truce of Akura all the way through the Vong series and through Young Jedi. And back when um, back when I discovered women and boobs, <laughs> I had to put the comic books down a yeah. little bit. My and man. I regressed into... Um, going into to Borders and Barnes and Noble and looking around the book section, but always gravitating to the sci-fi and I pick up a Star Wars book because I can still look intelligent with it down. <laughs> you know, <I'm> just like, <laughs> nice move. A, a boy reading a book, you know, um, and uh, but I was just freaking still nerding out. And I, I down in my basement, dude, I've got like like three freaking 
like big containers of those old Delray books that I, I still have to this day. And and Heir to the Empire, the Zahn series, is what got my dad into it as well. But then you just go forward and back and there's just so much awesome stuff in that universe that um, I know Filoni is going to be borrowing from because he's he's enjoyed it. And that's what really geeked him out to get the job that he got at uh, working at Lucasfilm on Clone Wars. So it was those books that really got him into it. I'm just picturing Amazing. Phil. I'm picturing Phil with a Daniel Steele uh, <laughs> dust cover over over the uh, novels of the actual, you know, of reading Death Troopers. But he's got Daniel Steele, you know, dust cover, just reading it. And, oh. You're going, what the? Yeah. He's got his glasses down in his nose. Yeah. On the inside. Hey there. You know me too well. I, Barnes and Noble. It was, it, it was Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, nice. <laughs> trying to really put their hopes up there. It was just, I was just getting that really high. I was putting the. Fifty Shades dust cover on things. No, but you it's know, funny. Uh, you know, Phil, we had mentioned earlier, or we we're talking a little bit about the sale that was going on this past weekend. We know that you're still in recovery, you're rehydrating, and uh, still trying to get some rest. Um, how did the yeah. sale go overall? Uh, are you exhausted? Have you spoken to Theo? Is he still asleep? Uh, how did it go overall? Um, you know, not talking to Theo would probably be the, the hardest thing to accomplish out of all this. Um, I, 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 we, we have, if we don't, if we don't talk for at least an hour a day, um, somebody's dead, hospitalized or, you know, be concerned. Um, so it's, I, I, I think in the last year I've gone two days without actually speaking to Theo. Nice. So no, we have definitely talked since then. Um, he's catching up on sleep. I'm catching up on sleep both of us not doing it very well. Um, he's cause, cause he's still, he came back and he had to live stream the next day for whatnot. And then he was working for elite and everything else. So he's, he's going full force still. I'm just regressing to posting the occasional viral meme and just, you know, mm -hmm. doing that. Um, but, uh, no, the, the sale was great. Um, it's, it's always a, it's always a great time when we get to go out and um, participate in something that brings so many, so many totally different and unrelated books to the hands of people that, you know, do or don't have lots of money or skin in the game and they're trying to fill in runs or there's a book that's mattered to them, mm -hmm. you know, um we 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 see all the keys those are those are all the ones everybody sees it's the new highs on ebay today for right. whatever it may be and it's in the fantastic fantastic label and i i think that's super cool but for me what really hooked me in this entire situation was the story behind it and that's how i got involved with them um with darren and, and all the team out there and uh to have the opportunity to to be a part of the distribution network, um, it's really it's really quite amazing. I, I, I there's there's no really better way to put it, um, other than like I said before, like just blessed, just blessed, man. It's it's uh, it's been a great time making new friends with people, but really getting to get out to the community and bring a lot of these cool books that we didn't even know existed. That was the crazy part too. Like, Theo and I be putting a book out like what the hell is that? I never heard of that. I've never seen this before. And, and people would be like, I never either give it to me, you know, uh -huh. it was, and like some of those things too, were just like, we hope this gets iced because afterwards we're buying it. If it's not, you know, if, if nobody does, 
dibs. Um, <laughs> but I mean, there were so many different horror magazines. I didn't read. I, I didn't realize the depth uh, and breadth of all the different horror magazines. I didn't realize that Leonard Nimoy was like on every single sci-fi freaking publication known to man. Like we 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 whipped out like fifteen different totally unrelated horror sci-fi mags, and somewhere on it is a is a face shot of Leonard Nimoy. It's it's him in a Star Trek uniform, like shooting a giant centipedes or some. Sh- you know, it's um. It's crazy. It's it's, but it was it, it's amazing. I got like a I, I think I saw like a Mr. Peanut comic. Um, I saw a Ronald McDonald comic book from the '60s. Um, I've seen I, I've seen things just I just never knew were things, man. And um, it's been it's been awesome. It's been very eye opening. I've learned a lot about books, different kinds of uh, different kinds of collectors. But mostly, I've just gotten to meet so many more new people in the community um, because I get to help bring them these books and I get to hear their stories as to why or why they're really interested in it. So it's been amazing. It's, it's one of the cool connection points I think of like us as collectors is that you, you bond over the most like random thing, the book, whether it be soups or capes or sci-fi or horror, um, you have that bonding moment and it's like, you have like a, instead of you you're being on this uh, beginner level of like, bonding like friendship level it's something that's been in you or in your dna since you've been like a kid when you first read a comic book and then you grow up and it's like it's still there, still there. and you have that bond yeah. thing with the other collectors or that other community of collectors yeah. i say that that uh it it creates that universal type of connection with them and it's a it's a really cool thing and i think that's one of the fun things i'd love to be a fly on the wall i'd love to watch you guys do a live sale. I won't make much noise. I promise I won't talk to Theo. <laughs> That's not true. You're going to talk to Theo. I'll talk to Theo a little bit. Look, <laughs> we're so damn busy in that room. If I'm you were bother. in there, we'd have you pricing and grading. That's true. <laughs> no, you probably put, put Frank to work. No, Theo would put me to work. You're absolutely right, Phil. Theo would say, get over here. Everybody says, like, man, we want to come out and join you. We're just like, look, you, you anybody who wants to be there is fine, but yeah. unless your name's Darren, you're working. Okay? That's right. So, like, you're digging through boxes. You're finding books. You're pricing. You're grading. You're you're getting them into some kind of logical order that we know where to pull them from, and that's just it, right? I mean, we would get there, and sure, there's 18 short boxes graded, and that's wonderful. But Theo and I will do that in the night. You know, mm-hmm. in the first four hours, we'll show everybody those 18 short boxes. And the main thing is that, you know, every audience is limited. You know, there's only, it's not like, you know, somebody's just randomly finding us. You follow us and you find us. Maybe somebody shares us and you find us. But that audience is usually fairly limited as far as the pool goes. So, you know, we can't keep recycling the exact same books over and over and over again. Because if they wanted them, they would have gotten them earlier. So we have to, between every show and between every break, find more books from the other 50 short boxes in the room. And that's just in the room. I'm not talking about like in the trailers. The trailers are closed. The trailers are sealed. The trailers are locked because they don't want us in there. Yeah. <laughs> because they're just like, no, these guys are going to find all kinds of shit. We can't, you know, like, these aren't ready yet. Um, so these are the ones we're willing to get rid of right now and, and move around and, and kind of get some movement on. And so you go through those boxes and there are, like I said, 50 different short boxes. And you're just trying to, like, oh, that looks, 
I think so-and-so would like this. I think so-and-so would like that. And then we hand things That's off nuts. to Adam. Who's yeah. like, uh, Adam, Adam is like freaking amazing. He's always, he's always in there, always working. He's really the guy. He's really Darren's right-hand man when it comes to the collection and the curation in thereof. And he's working on those things. And, um, you know, Theo and I, and of course, Theo's pricing and grading too. He's much better at it. And um, I'm, you know, I'm tracking the books. I'm trying to make sure everything's in the right piles that I'm keeping, um, that, that, I'm, uh, that I'm keeping totals for these people too. Because a, a lot of times, you know, you're in a live sale with whatnot, it can be easy because as soon as you win something, it sends you the bill automatically. Right. On these Instagram ones, not everybody's great about writing it down, right? Because you're just like, I claim, 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 claim. And you don't know if you got it until like 30 seconds later, a lag, right? So I'm tracking those bills, sending people updates throughout each different day. And, you know, we had, uh, we, we sold, on the conservative side of things, we sold at least a dozen short boxes of books over those those few days of you know confirmed sales um and it was uh it was longer than it needed to be honestly we probably could have we we we, we probably could have if we had the things that we had um graded on for the monday shows been able to kind of combine those for the sunday one i do feel like we um I don't want to say wore out our welcome, but like how long we was just, it? How many days was so it? Just four days? Four so days? it was four days, but we would go at like twelve hour pushes at a time. Oh right. So oh we would boy. start at, you know, five or six and we would go for the max until either the phone died or the the time ran out, which is three hours. Um and then you had to start a new one. And usually as we would start a new one, we would go quickly, you know eat some day old cold pizza out of the refrigerator, yeah. you know, slam a espresso double shot or a freaking, you know, Mountain Dew. And then we would hop back in there and somebody had been, while you were hitting that piece of pizza, somebody was pulling books and then we're sitting down, we're grading. And then uh, an hour goes by and we're like, crap, time to go live again. And then we're live again for another three or four hours. And it's just rinse and repeat and rinse and repeat until people stop buying books. If somebody is buying a book, we will be selling a book. That was the that was the mantra, right? If there's mm -hmm. somebody in the room that wants to buy something, we're going to find something for them to get. And so to do that, we were doing lots of box dives too. So we would just, you know, I, I'm 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 a nerd in, in the tech and the AV field, so I've got all my little parts and pieces and clips and you know my little s small rigs, you know, putting phones into position so you could just park it on top of a short box and you know, through with people and they're like, Oh, I want the, I, I want the jungle action run or hey, those S I want those or the, what does, or the, you know, all the other obscure, well, not the jungle actions that would obscure, but all the other obscure lines too. Right. So um, people could just call them out and say, uh, okay, well, we've got a daredevil run here of about, you know, 80 different issues. They're random. Um, but who wants them? And, you know, people can make an offer and, you know, um, we had floors because, I mean, these aren't our books. It'd be different if it were me and Theo and we were just like, this is our sunk cost and whatever we can get for it. We're happy to get rid of it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but Darren and the company and the, and the team, 
they 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 do have floors because each of those books are generally higher grade than you can just find out in the wild naturally, right? Because they get put away when they were purchased and they were kept there forever. So usually the the colors are popping. They're they're very good. They're very good issues. But also too, Darren's not trying to sell the collection. He's trying to make it leaner and meaner. So he's trying to take the extra that other people can use for their run fillers and things of that nature and just like interesting pieces to have in their collection to then be able to turn that money into something else to get a new book to add to the collection. So that way, as it goes on into the future, it is still existing. It is still robust. It is still um, deep as far as bench strength goes of books, but it's not just the, all the extra excess that his father liked to accumulate. And, and we're just talking about comics right now. Um, we're not talking about the baseball cards yet. The strange, uh, well, not the strange, but the stamps, the movie posters, the the the, the books of the occult and UFOs yeah. and I mean, all, that's the thing about Leonard Nimoy. When you said Leonard Nimoy, you're just like <laughs> Leonard Nimoy used to be the host of In Search of as well. As well so right. of course he was yeah. like a big fan. You know. Like everybody's like, Ooh, yeah. So, well, so his and his father was very deeply yeah. into a lot of those things. Absolutely. Um, the the Star Wars toys still in their boxes from you know the original runs in the seventies, and uh, it, they there's so many different things there that I mean it's it's great if you have ADHD like me because yeah. like you know oh that's cool oh that's cool oh that's cool you know you're you're great for everything's kind of cool I'm, yeah on some level constantly engaged yeah. right. Um, I can't imagine sometimes what it is for Darren and the team to, uh, you know, just try and think about tackling one thing at a time, because I know there are, there are things that they have not even gotten to look at yet. There are boxes they've not even opened places. They haven't even gone in this large, this large amount of things that was inherited by Darren from his father. Um, and, and that's for for a myriad of different reasons. Obviously Darren has his reasons uh, you know, this being his father, his past, the things that um, emotionally impact him, but more so, you know, it's too much to pay attention to. I mean, if you want to, all right, now let's, let's employ a comic book team. Then you got to employ a baseball card team. Then you got a specific toy team. And right. then you got to get how like, many people are involved in that? Like how many people you got running around like maniacs? Like, <laughs> there are a lot of people doing, you know, you know, Darren's Darren's got a pretty lean, mean team right now. Some very close friends that he relies on a lot for yeah. these things. But right now, the focus is just comics. Um, so they are sticking to just that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't know as far as I, I know he's leaned on expertise from other high end graders as far as things go. But I do know, too, there were, you know, when Darren first got this years ago i mean we're finding out about it in the last year but there was some there was some pretty unscrupulous people out there too that i can only imagine about this collection early sure and this game darren didn't know what he knew now right you Mm -hmm. know and they would walk out with runs of asm and runs of that and runs of things and and darren didn't think anything of it because he didn't he he didn't know that at the time and mm-hmm. um you know uh he he blames himself in a myriad of ways but that's why he's also very particular and very protective now of what goes yeah. up and what does not 
because he's he's seen so many things kind of come in and out and he knows that those would have been very special if they were still there um so you know but luckily those people aren't involved anymore and you know darren that's learned good. a lot of lessons from right. that so that's the good news barney is this nuts or what like how much bonkers it's, so, it's bonkers what's crazy is the, for people out there that are watching that don't know what the fantastic collection is yeah philip's talking about philip take a moment just to the fantastic collection uh, to update everybody what that is and what we're talking about here because a lot of us we know in the room but there's people that are watching right now they don't know what this collection is and yeah. soon so they're, the they're going to find out a lot but it's that's me Oh, you're not just, yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, there's, I mean, there's, there's a documentary coming where a, a lot of people can find a lot of great information and you can go right now to www.sellingsuperman, um, the movie.com or it's just selling superman.com. I apologize. I don't remember offhand. I know Adam who's in charge of the movies probably got to chuck something at me and be like, ah, it's this. It's, sorry. Phil was live and we, uh, um, but at any rate, I would say Darren's father um, had uh, had had autism. I believe he was he was Asperger's on the spectrum. And Darren's father had um, uh, a a, a need to collect many different things. And this collection became so big and so huge that it quickly began to tear his family apart. I mean, not just from the bursting at the seams of home of all these things and the storage in thereof. Oh my gosh. But wow. the trauma and the drama that it caused. How many books are we talking? And oh, my God. oh, bro. How many books did he have? Millions. Oh, millions of books. <laughs> Imagine that there's, millions. there's a, a YouTube Where? that you can watch on it. But there's um, Connex boxes. You know what Connexes are? Giant, basically like storage and metal yeah, storage yeah, shipping yeah, like yeah. metal shipping that container size he actually had these sto- connexes pulled to his house and butt up against his house and then cut out doors going into <laughs> the connexes and one connex would be and correct me if i'm wrong on this philip but one connex would be comics another connex would be sports cards another one would be toys <laughs> oh and just oh shelves to the wall just everything wow. possible yeah. just packed from floor to ceiling around yeah. this entire wow. place and this collection was so important to him that it, the family always took second, third, fourth place. Yeah, too, they'd right? have to. Yeah. You'd be too scared to take a family vacation. Oh, you can't have friends over. They might try and take something. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, there, there was so much paranoia that came along with it, too. And it totally it, 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 it totally destroyed um it totally destroyed a marriage and a father-son relationship, not just for Darren, but also for his brother, too. Mm. And Ill. that Ill and toll Darren. caused, you know, a lot of enmity between the collection and him. And but I, I, just for as many comics as there are, there's baseball cards, there's books, there's toys, there's, you know, there's the only thing yeah, that we boy. that is missing that's weird because it was going on at the time while his father was still collecting that everybody's kind of perplexed by. Is there's no Pokemon. That is the only thing that is honestly missing from the time that this man was collecting. There's nothing of in any of these collections is Pokemon cards. Mm. Um, he had everything else, bro. It's it's ridiculous. Um, What's the timeline as yeah, far as it, years? As far as years, how long? Like from when? He to was when? collecting since the '40s all the way up until 2003. 
<laughs> yeah. Slap that. <laughs> Boggles the mind. That's why. And how much he, how yeah. much he had then. That's and, crazy. And it wouldn't be it wouldn't be one book. It would be fifty of them. You know, it wouldn't be a short box. It would be a store going out of business. It would be you know he would buy, but it was on a. Um, hoarding and collecting level yeah. not necessarily as like a business or a flipping or even i mean I, 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 yes he 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 had an investor's eye he would look at things and he would say this is a popular character i should buy their books their number ones things of that nature right. yes he was very smart very shrewd in that manner but um even back then not all speculation pans out right but at the same time, too, he also knows random characters show up in random issues. So he would just collect them all. And so you're talking about, you know, super obscure books to very popular and well-known ones with lots of copies. Um, I, I can't imagine. I think two of the books that he put in most heavily on, if I remember correctly, was Ghostwriter. was one of them for sure. He's got slews of those. Um, or something else. I can't remember what. But at, at any rate, I mean, you're you're talking. You're talking had, hundreds. Let alone the ones that walked out. What was the? the what was his? What was his? But what was his? Um, his uh, condition. He had a condition. I'm sure to collect this many. He had a. Absolutely. Uh, Aspergers. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. It's it, it is, but it wasn't. It wasn't so much that he had it as that. And that's what uh, upset Darren. And Darren does talk about that in an interview we got to have with him on our channel when we first met. Was it what hurt Darren was that his father would never admit it. He would never recognize it. He always denied oh, it. Wow. He did not have that. He did not have that problem. And it was that stubbornness. And I think that's what worse. haunted Darren in a lot of ways. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's crazy. And yeah, this is all it, in the it, documentary. It is. Yeah. yeah. It is. It is. But he's doing a lot of great things with it. He's doing a lot of great things with it now. Wow. That's wild. Including That's wild. a custom CGC label. Uh the first of its kind ever CGC Providence label. I mean, um, as we were talking about earlier, Rob's got a ton of uh Red Hood has a you 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 see him all over, and those are the ones that are now, yes, the market's all over the place, but the fantastic label books are selling more than right. most other, you know, because people CGC want this label, as a piece of history. Ain't doing yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they're it's, the it's ones got a that premium are breaking those records. It. Yeah. People want to they own are. a piece of the fantastic collection. So if they're paying 25% more for a book that, you know, normally, you know, sells at whatever number it is, just to say oh, that yeah. I have a book from the fantastic, you know, <laughs> collection. Oh, it's like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. Yeah. And and that's kind of where like the sales with Theo and I kind of come in. Cause like a lot of people can't necessarily afford those books either because they are going so much and they are so much more expensive. So, you know, Darren has COAs that can go out and do things with it. But um and I and we even saw this weekend that uh CBCS is taking those and putting from Fantast collection on some of their slabs. Oh, um, oh, interesting. Yeah. doesn't look the same. I I, I always chalk it up know. as to knowledge is knowing. CG CBCS will uh will will put Fantast on the label, but 
wisdom is knowing it looks hella better in a CGC um, because that custom label is gorgeous. So the difference between knowledge and wisdom, yeah, sure, you can let CBCS do it, but it looks like, you know, I printed it out on my desktop printer <laughs> real quick here and threw it in a couple pieces of plastic while the CGC one's beautiful. You guys beautiful. can break and ground and like do a PGX. Slab. You could do a PGX one. You could break ground. You could be the pioneers for that one. Oh, oh. God. I'm kidding. Yeah, it would be the pioneers <laughs> for that one. Ooh. It would be. It would Ooh. be. But no, it's been it's been great. And our involvement in the film and the 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 entire project has been um nothing short of just a, a wonderful opportunity. So, you know, like I said before, blessed. 100%. That's awesome. Uh we were gonna mention real quick, uh we, we made our weekly trip to the store. I don't to the LCS. I don't know if you made it to the your LCS this week, Phil, or not, but uh Marcus is joining us here over here Marcus! in the lounge. And we're gonna, Marcus, Marcus, we're gonna go Marcus, over Marcus. some of the new stuff that you Marcus. picked up this week. <laughs> Marcus some of your some of your pickups. Hey, and I'll I'll go over some of mine. There he is. If we pick the same stuff, then I just won't talk about mine. So go ahead. handsome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. What's that chip? Look like hey, a there's a, yeah. a pocky oh, next that, to him. Oh, that's, uh, that's Donovan. <laughs> He's joining us in spirit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anywho. Hey, Donovan. Oh, boy. So, uh, yeah. So, honestly, uh, the, the past couple of weeks have been phenomenal for, for book readers out there. Um you mentioned this one already last week, but I had to mention it again. It was worth repeating. Immortal Hulk. I mean, Ooh, Immortal Hulk. Immortal Thor. Thor sorry. Thor. Immortal Thor. Thor. Yeah. Immortal Thor. Hulk-a-Thor. Hork-a-Thor. Yeah. This was phenomenal. This is just the variant cover that I have, but yeah, the A cover is at home, encased in glass and dipped in bronze and all that good stuff. But it's great because you're now going to see more fantasy. You're going to see... Uh, there's new gods that are actually uh, uh, that are being set up to predate even Odin that um, are going to be challenging Thor, and so we're going to see a whole new slew of uh, you know adversaries challenging Thor as they all father now, and uh, now that Odin's gone, um, it is very it, it, the stakes. I mean, right from issue one, you, you're already starting to see some stakes being built, and it's going to be a good one. And it looks like it's going to be a lot more introspective on Thor himself as well, as him as he assumes basically his father's place. And that mm -hmm. I've been waiting for that for a while. So, nice. so, so that's a good one. And then, oh my goodness, uh, this one even surprised the writer, Tom King's Penguin number one. I think this one was also maybe mentioned. Mm -hmm. I finally got a chance to uh, to read it, and it is amazing. It, it basically feels like kind of uh what the uh john ridley uh, one bad day penguin uh one off was setting up very very sopranos ish sort of uh vibe to it oh. um yeah basically little by little penguin you know trying to get his status back but he's also being kind of manipulated at the same time so it's going to be a good one it's tom king you can't go wrong with tom king honestly um, and then of course my favorite indie book, probably is going to be my favorite book of all time, at least until something, you know, all comes time, bro. Yeah. Unless something comes out Bruh. better right all now, time. right now, this one is stomping right all now. Right, all right. New burn by Chip Zdarsky issue 10. The stakes are just gradually building and building and building. And it's starting to get really, really like heavy on, on, on new burn, especially now that he's, uh, it's sort of like he's covering for his partner who actually has a shady past too, uh, 
who Emily, who was was initially the reluctant partner, who kind of had to tag along. Um, but yeah, for those who don't know, yeah, Newburn, he's basically like a um, a central figure amongst all the crime families, and he's a former cop who's kind of acting as a liaison, and he's trying to he, he's through his unique position, he tries to make sure that you know the families don't all go out and start killing each other, and there's no inner family uh, or 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 intra family war going on, you know. So he he's like a peacemaker in a in a sense, and uh, it's starting to kind of eat him up a little bit as well so that's that's definitely one and of course finally uh um captain america the finale of the uh the the latest one that we've been doing with kelly and lansing and all those guys it yeah man just it's been amazing this one kind of pretty much finishes up the the plot points and stuff that was established during the sentinel of liberty side of things sam wilson's side um uh, symbol of truth is kind of finished up but this kind of reconciles everything and clears the air with him and bucky very good um i mean probably one of the best runs we've had in a while um i definitely suggest you guys pick this up i, I know it's available in trade already check it out especially if you like cap and like like sonny like the, sonny introduced last week we copping or dropping any of these titles that marcus just i've copped mentioned. all of those except for newburn just gonna say last yeah. week you mentioned the penguin joint and yeah. i was like it, the, cop for sure cop for show for yeah. show any of that stuff stick out to you oh. there uh phil that you're uh interested in you pick your interest um so i've been reading newburn since the beginning yeah so oh, i'm very high on that yeah um I am I I I am an indie guy. It's not that I don't like Marvel or DC, but I just kind of um, I have to know something was really good, and then I'll go get the trade paperback yeah. afterwards. Yeah. So Disney, yeah. Disney, <laughs> DC, and Marvel are regulated to apps or trade paperbacks for me Ooh. because every time i get one i gotta get like 50 tie-ins yeah and then i gotta man. find like the, the artist variant that i like and then I'm, I'm, <laughs> so i stick to i stick to my indies so i got like world tree and i got you know obviously i've got newburn um i do i do love my authors so for me yes. it's obviously chip Zdarsky. i love cohen bunn i love um obviously uh Tunyon. um there's there's just so many great writers out there that are just doing the most amazing on uh, on their uh, indie publishing right now. Yes. So that's that's usually where I hang my hat is usually in the indie side of things. And it's mm-hmm. tough. It's it's uh, it's overwhelming at times. I'm sure because I mean for me it, that was like a, a majority of my pool for the longest time was like indie stuff because marvel yeah i there are a few characters that i must have you know i gotta have my punisher gotta have my thor you know wolverine x-men you know when it's not falling like it is now but it's you know you have to you know yeah image they've they've been over the past i would say two three years image has been really killing it with getting all these indie titles out whether it's from chip sadarsky ed brubaker um you know yeah, James Tynan. You've already mentioned Tynan. You know, nice house on the lake, DC Black Label. But it honestly feels like it could be an image title or a boom title or something, especially with that horror. Hundred percent. Yeah. So. Hundred percent. Well, yeah. No, I've. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. No, no. Go. Go ahead, sir. So. <laughs> so yeah, no. I was just I was just going to agree. I mean, um, I've I've really also been hitting a lot of the kickstarters. Yes. Um, yes. I have. 
you know, something, something too, um, with this is, uh, I've, I've spent so much at the LCS since, since COVID started, right. Where my pull list was getting so ridiculous and I would like leave and it's like 200 bucks a week. And I'm like, I've got to cut back. So I've, I've made the conclusion that I am five, (laughs) I'm five and I'm out you know, yeah. cover a, and I'm out. Right? right. So right. that's my rule. Right. I know I can't get more than right. five books a week and it's cover a, yes. if I, cause once I, once I get out of that, I, the, the, the wheels are off, but, yeah. um, you can I've never been, do that. Been, Frank, is that what you mumble or you muttered? No, you I don't want to say do in front of Phil. I don't want to look at me. Yeah, I could never do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hoe, man. I, I, I Disgraceful. Had to, I had to learn it from John's comics with kids. He he was the one that introduced me to that concept because he just looked at me one day because we were doing a new comic book show on Wednesdays when the What Not Wednesday team was going out mm. there, and we would talk about new comics because we just wanted to be something else. We were the only mm. people on the internet that weren't ta- that that weren't selling comics at that point in time of the day, and. Um, he would just be. He would just look at like. So what are we gonna talk about, Phil? And I was like, Well, I got this one, this one, this one, this one. We're like, Well, I got these three. <laughs> like, how do you do it? And he goes, I just have a rule, man. He goes, and if I know I can't stick with the series, I wait for the trade. You know, yeah, and uh, yeah. and that that's that saved my butt is getting into the trade paperbacks. And when it comes to indie, I would say that that's probably a a very good way to do it anyway, because the way, depending on the art of the, um, the author's style, a lot of times waiting for the trade, I think is a better read just to read it at your own pace all at once. What have you like Tom King? I mean, strange adventures for DC black. Um, I think it was DC black label. Um, that, that would have been way better and had more impact if it was just released as its own original graphic novel, you know, either under DC or indie title or indie label. Um, then the whole like one issue every two months. So you're like forgetting what you read and you have to go back and reread it. <laughs> and then COVID happens been, and then it interrupts the the, the series. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And all that yeah. kind of the stuff. The coolest thing yeah. I've, I've had the chance to do lately with indie books is there's a creator and you guys may have spoken to him. I know he's been making the rounds right now. His name is Corey Crater and um, he made the codex. And Ooh. this this is a graphic novel that he's making and he put six books into one. So instead of debuting with one comic on Kickstarter, which a lot of people do, mm-hmm. he put six of them in here. Nice. This is volume one. He decided to make his own first volume with it. And so he put that out on Kickstarter. And I have to say it was the coolest thing because I'm so used to having to lead issue by issue. And when Kickstarters, when it's Kickstarter, man, you've, the only thing worse than the release schedule of 90s image is a Kickstarter getting funded and yeah. getting the next issue out, right? Mm-hmm. That's the only thing worse. And so getting this, all of a sudden, I was able to read about characters getting fully developed yes. in front of me and going on this crazy high-stakes adventure, and then all of a sudden I'm ready for phase two. And I, it's cheaper than a comic to make to, mm-hmm. to pump out these graphic novels. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, I'm just like, man, Corey's got a damn good idea. I think some other people might want to take notice. Like, you know, um, if you're creating something and you've got a big idea, get it out there. But the Codex actually is probably the coolest thing I've read lately. It's very Guardians of the Galaxy meets Lord of the Rings in a steampunk future where, like, demons have taken over the Earth. It's freaking dope. Um, 
Yeah. So yeah. I mean, anybody, <laughs> already, anybody yeah. wants a recommendation? Yeah. I'd that's say it. check dope. it out. It's the Codex C O D E X on Kickstarter. Heinously recommend it. Oh, and I'm nice. not being paid for that. That's the biggest Boom. bitch of all. <laughs> not <Whoa>. yet. Hundred percent. One hundred percent. Because because like guys like that will come out and they'll be like, I want you to look at my book. And here's, you know, X, Y, and Z. Just can you can you talk about it? I'm like, I will happily read your book. But the second anybody pays me, like nobody's ever going to believe a damn word I say again when I yeah, like an indie. Yeah. And um, Corey's Corey's absolutely no different. You know, he he's he uh, he respected that at least, and he got with me early and sent me the 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 PDF. And I just loved it, dude. There's like this robotic dog with a British accent. That's a total asshole. Um, it's like a, it's like oh. a, it's, it's a cyborg dog. It's freaking great. Ooh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. No, I, that sounds dope. I, I yeah. if you like, if you like I an get... indie book to read, check it out. Right. I'm in. Right. Very um, cool. Very I was going to go uh, Fast and Furious. Rapid Fire. Uh, rapid Fire Fast for uh, my picks real quick. Fast you know, X. Phil mentioned he loves those tie-ins of those 47 different <laughs> uh, tie-ins for this. Big fan. We're wrapping up Night Terrors, <laughs> Night's End. Uh, it's going to be going into uh, some stuff involving Amanda Waller. Maybe the Justice League is coming back. I don't know. We'll see what's happening with that. Some of the some of these titles are going to have repercussions, uh, you know, unfolding. I think from a lot of these storylines, I've enjoyed most of the Night Terrors. It's all been it's all been pretty solid. Nice. Um, the uh, Incredible Hulk, our friend Philip Kennedy Johnson, is just it's great. It's monsters. I think that when it's all said and done, uh, this Incredible Hulk run that Philip Kennedy Johnson's doing is going to be Give a great it. pairing. Hulk. With Immortal Hulk, I think when it's when we've got a good sample size of this run for Incredible Hulk. Look at that guy! What a uh, spokesman uh, next to Steve over there. Like um, this, uh, we're setting this loose right now. That's right. He's gonna break into it. Uh, we're talking about setting up uh, our. We're drawing our battle lines for the Gotham War, Batman oh. and Catwoman. Uh, Lots of good stuff to come from this. You're talking about the uh, Tom King Penguin. Uh, Long term, I think he's going to be involved in this universe that Batman and Catwoman are in the middle of. The whole uh, crime uh, underworld is being shaken up in Gotham, and this is uh, kind of setting it up. It's going to be crossing over into uh, both uh, Teenie Howard's Catwoman as well as Zdarsky's Batman and a few other of the bat titles is going on for like another couple months. But so far, that was pretty entertaining. And you mentioned Kickstarter. Our buddy Sean Murphy, Plot Holes, came out this past week. I may or may have not picked up six of these different covers for <laughs> Plot Holes. It is about a comic creator. Thank you. It's, it's, indie, bro. Hell yeah. Yeah, oh, I got to support the indie. Um, I'll tell you my pre-order for Tom and Ryan, bro. For crash down. I'll tell you about my pre-order for them in a minute. I'll tell you off air. The uh Sean Murphy's plot holes. This is about a comic book creator. His name is Cliff. Oh he gets uh uh he gets absorbed into a comic Outrageous. book world where characters are being written off, and he goes on a quest with a bunch of different characters from a bunch of different art styles to save comic book titles. Uh, that's great. Yeah. It's it, it was that really the fun. Greatest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I didn't know what to expect, but I really enjoyed it. That's amazing. That's it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's what I got. It sounds I'll fun. Check it out. Yeah. I, I'm I go fast. 
That sounds at least like what they say. That, that, that plot sounds like something that you would actually come up with <laughs> as a human being, Frank. Sean Murphy and I did not consult. Frank. He did not consult me at, at all on this. <laughs> this is something I would. I could hear you saying that you would want to do. This is what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, I know that you've been hearing about all the stuff with Hollywood and writer's strike and the screen actors guild and we've got you know delays on top of delays now we're hearing that uh dune 2 cowabunga has been delayed until next um march i think it's being pushed back yeah the marvels is staying it's pat they're, they're not going to move up now marvels is going to stay where they are at i think mar uh november 10th yep uh how interested are you in seeing the marvels phil I'm, I'm a huge Kamala Khan fan. I'm a huge Kamala fan. I'm, I, 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 I don't know what happened. Cue oh political, politically wow. correct answer. Yeah, right now. Yeah. No, Kamala Khan. I, I am. That was, that was the first comic I ever bought for my daughter independently. Right? Oh, there you go. The first comic she okay. ever got. All right, so, so at the, you're at a 10. Was, she was... She was very young. I wanted to buy her a comic. I wanted to get it about a young girl. And at the time, the only one that had just come out, you know, was uh, this Ms. Marvel character about this young girl named Kamala Khan. And so that was the first comic I ever got for Gwen. And so, you know, she had always had a thing for Ms. Marvel. And that had always kind of carried through for me, for myself. As far as the movie goes, I'm not sure. Um, the actress who plays her is probably one of the coolest. Aman is probably one of the coolest yeah, nerds to ever get a job yeah. in comics and yeah, acting. Mm -hmm. She knows more. She knows more than I do about comics, and a lot of us, you know, she's <laughs> she's a super smart young woman. But I just don't know how excited I am for the movie. I hear it's super short. People are saying it's I, under I remember, ninety like, minutes. The press releases uh, like it was seven. I don't know if it's it was, ninety minutes. It is short though. Yeah. It is, short. it is the shortest, it is, it's of the all shortest Marvel, Marvel movie ever, yeah. and it's supposed to be the wackiest Marvel movie ever. Oh, which I'd love to hear wacky after seeing Thor: Love and Thunder. So <laughs> wackier than that. Oh, but I'm hopeful. Oh boy! Oh my goodness! So they went to go to so the, yeah. Brie Larson does she have a sense of humor? Yeah, she. Uh, she's I mean, been she's, in comedies though hasn't she has sure. she uh then scott Pil i mean well she was more serious she's scott, scott pilgrim yeah, she's always like, she's she always kind of the straight man straight woman you know just yeah. kind of like the stilty character yeah very very stoic very you know lifeless that's face. what the that's what the personality um, that's that's what staring into space ms marvel is supposed to be is supposed to be like um the, the, what's a, the, what's a, the, carol danvers is supposed to have some personality and brie larson doesn't well, he so, really hate Brie Larson. Yeah, no, yeah, she's terrible. So she should get <laughs> another job. She, she should get another baby. job. Yeah, but she looks okay. And she uh, looks great. Yeah, she looks good. <laughs> hey, yeah, it's easy on the eyes. That's all. Oh, that's, wow. that's, yeah, that's all it takes. I have concerns. I have concerns, but I'm not. I'm. I'm. I don't know. I've had concerns about Marvel a lot lately. So yeah. you know, as the truth is, I know I'm going to see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we all are. we're all kind of in that area. I, yeah, I, yes. we all we, we all get we all we're, everybody's just like ah, it's going to suck. We're like we're going to go fucking see it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we have no choice. <laughs> well, just just you know, liquor up and and grit and bear it. You know, I mean, I mean, if this is any indication um, for the last four Marvel films we've we've bought out a theater to watch the movies and it was a struggle to convince Sonny to do a buyout for the Marvels 
Yeah. He doesn't want to do it, and yeah. I really don't. I'm not fighting him on it, so yeah. we'll probably just get a group of people together and see it. We're yeah, not buying out a theater to watch point. it. Yeah, we'll go with about you know 12, it. 15 people. We'll go if, watch it. If it's less than if it's ninety minutes, like I don't, I don't know if that's good or bad in this case. What does this mean that it's it's it the shortest? Like, it, it sounds like it's it's going back to the old school formula of just it being a standalone, just quick, quick, fun movie that you enjoy on its own, and then you leave. Yeah. Nothing with any like sort Real of farther depth. reaching, you know, no farther reaching consequences down the line. I want a blooper like reel, that, you know, at the end. I won't lie though, that they, sounds they should appealing bring that back. with the movies yes. we've had yes. lately. Yes, That's true. Yes. Quantumania was too heavy, I think. I think we need to go back a little bit too. It sounds like I'll be sitting Quantumania tried to too much. It, it was trash. No, that movie was trash. But uh, but I mean, like, I actually that's what I appreciated. Like you, what you were saying, I, that was what I appreciated about Blue Beetle the most was like it was a great standalone kind of like its own movie. You know, you weren't distracted by a bunch of cameos, and you could just enjoy it for what it was. You knew it was going to have kind of like TV sitcomish sort of humor because you got George Lopez in it. Yeah. But outside of that, it was great, and the uh, CG was better than Flash. I know we didn't yes. really talk about Blue Beetle, did we? <laughs> no, we didn't. But no. that's, that's, Barney, that's you good. see it. I have not seen it yet. No. It's, it's good. It's good. Did it's you good, see Blue Beetle, Phil? I think I think the first I think the first Fantastic Four film was had better CG than freaking Flash. Um, <laughs> no, I Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, when they keep on changing the scene with just the arms reaching, and reaching, and reaching. <laughs> Just have the camera move while, while the arms there. Just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got a um, bootleg copy of that on VHS. <laughs> oh my god! But, no, I have not seen Blue Beetle yet. I have not it's, had the chance, good. but I've heard good things about it. So I, I do see it, actually want to see it. But I've but I've heard it's coming out on digital so soon. Yeah, I'm like, right. why? Uh, yeah. At this point, like if I, I can wait two weeks, then right. I can just own it for the price of one ticket. Right. I think that's this my biggest true. problem with movies right now. There's there's fifty blockbusters a month, right? Yeah. And right. I, I just can't see them all. So for me, when it, as soon as I heard it didn't do well, which is terribly disappointing, and I want to throw in my fifty dollars of support to just take me and my kid there to get a single popcorn at the same time too. I'm like. Well, shit! In two weeks, I can own it. Yeah, you can and buy it. I don't even want to at that point. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely gonna probably purchase it because it was fun. It was a fun movie. Yeah, there'll be another one. one. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah I enjoyed. The question it. is, will there be another one? Will they? Do you think they'll actually? I yeah. Or is it just we'll completely have to wait off the table as far as you know what they're trying to do for the future? Will there be an actual sequel? To well, what do you guys? I would ask you guys uh, around the table real quick. What did you guys think about James Gunn making the announcement that he did at the beginning of the year? Would it have changed anything for how all this stuff rolled out with how people's reception has been for these movies post James Gunn announcement? Yeah. Should he have waited? Or should he just said, I've got a plan, stand by, I'm not resetting anything, just maybe some of this stuff is part of it, and blah, blah, blah. I think he had to make an announcement that he is But did he, ha did he have to, did he have to announce 12 projects? I think, I mean, if he's going to roll it out, he's going to roll I, yeah. it out. Okay. He's right. under so much fire yeah, when that like, whole thing came out that he had to put something out just to try to do well, some kind of appeasing to the, yeah. to the fans. So, And there was some exciting ones that he did announce. I mean, yeah. saying that... Blue Beetle is actually the first one that leads into what it is. Mm -hmm. Whether he meant it or intended it in the beginning or not, maybe he watched it himself and uh, you know saw the saw his cut that, or a cut that he thought ah, it kind of ties into what I want to do. So right. that's why he kind of adopted I, it into it. So, but he had to do hmm. something. I think he, 
What do you think? I think it was corporately pressured to do that, you know, because, you know, they, 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 it's like a, you know, a, a little, what a pissing contest basically between DC and Marvel. And I think yeah, he was, was kind of, pre- yeah, I think he was kind of pressured to kind of have a, a you know, a, um, a, some sort of outline roughly, you know, like, what going your, what I, this is what I'm going to do for you, right. for you folks, which is, which I, is I, I do think it was preemptively dropped though. I think that that was a poor choice on their part because unfortunately we have seen it that most of these movies had to go into reshoots because of that announcement, right. which mm-hmm. changes the plot line, which pl- changes the direction the directors planned on taking the movies in. Right. And I do think that not only did it, you know, ruin people's desire to want to go see this movie because they know these characters aren't going to be there going forward, most of them, anyways. Right. Besides, maybe okay, so so maybe we're going to get blue beetle but who had known about blue beetle before that right you know right it really I, killed I think blue Shazam, man. Of james gunn's strike <laughs> and, bad, and yeah. bad movies yeah yeah it just I, I don't know it just yeah for me there's still there's still some you know even though it had its issues i i still think that some of the, some more of the elements from Zack snyder's you know legacy should have carried forward whether it be casting decisions, whether it be some of the over, you know, some of the ambition, because now it just feels like, yeah, we're, we're trying to do away with that legacy, you know, in a way without, you know, I don't know. It just feels like there's, there's a lot that was lost in that whole transition that could have worked, you know, like, okay. So I think the, I, you know, cause I mean, like yeah. we got, okay. So we have Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman still. Okay, great. But there's other people maybe. who should have, yeah, maybe, but there's other people who also should have been, you know, carried over that, you know, I don't think should have been a casualty in this whole transition. Such so, as, you know, Hey, Cav baby. Henry, yeah. Henry Cavill. Yeah. 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 I mean, he uh, was really? a great, he was a great Superman. He was great. He was great. And now you're going to replace but him I mean, with a skinnier version that looks like him. Like why? Yeah, what, if you're what, do that, like, I think I think Henry well. Cavill uh, is cool, get, but I mean, let's let's new. let's not let's not lie to ourselves. He had one and a half movies as Superman. I mean, dude, yeah, right. total, yeah, right. Yeah. right. Yeah. He and had I, one movie. He was half of a versus, and the rest of it he just had cameos in. I mean, right, it, right. Justice League. He didn't show up until the last third. Yeah, you right. know. I mean, ultimately Henry Cavill got to officially wear it for the run length of two films. Right. I mean. I, I think I think he was I think he looked good in the outfit, but I mean, could I have? I there should have been a clean slate. We should have said Ezra Miller's officially gone. I don't care about his about about their mental condition at yes. their point in time when right. they were going through. Like, you know what, this dude's not coming back. Whatever, you know, let's just go treat. Please try and enjoy the movie. But I, I don't think Gal Gadot should be coming back. I don't think I, I don't think any of them should. Yeah. I really don't. If it's going to be a clean start. Let it be a clean start. I yeah, agree. yeah. These I agree with that. I can agree. One hundred percent. If you're gonna yeah. take away everybody, take it. Everybody got to go. Yeah. Um. Don't cherry pick. I yes. do have a lot of faith in James Gunn though, because a lot of his movies have been. I mean, Guardians. I, Guardians is Guardians know, amazing. Um, I thought. I thought the second Suicide in, Squad. Oh, the, the Suicide Squad was really good. Movie white, like in the superhero, like this universe has been on point. So I have yeah. a lot of faith in him as far as rolling out those 12 features that gave a lot of hype just because of how much disappointment we had in the end of the, you know, DC. Um, I'm excited for that Green Lantern, even though, I mean, the Be fact cool. that he said it's a true detective type story, 
lanterns. lanterns. I'm like, yeah. all right, I don't care how long I got to wait. I'm hyped. Yeah. I like it. Like, that That's... is fire. Um, you know, Batman and uh, his, was it uh, Damien? That he's the, have, Brave and the Bold. Brave yeah, and so, the bold. I mean, all these, you know, it's just leading up. And I loved Blue Beetle. I mean, uh, did you Marcus love Blue Beetle? A, yeah. Marcus gave it an eight. Um, I enjoyed it as somebody that doesn't, haven't read the comics. It was a really cool introduction to the character. Um, I love Hispanic culture in general and the mm. little, the little cool. slight little, uh, kind of nods, like a little waking him up with Vicks, you know, it's like, just like, it was just funny, you know, it was <laughs> fun. Like it was, I enjoyed it a hundred percent. Brazilian <laughs> actress that played Jenny. Like, everything, like it was, and then How the, you doing? the callbacks you with doing? The, the little video, it was a video game, Calm you know, yourself. it was, just, yeah. it was, so, it was fun. Like yeah. it was sick. His suit, um, the suit was sick. The, like the, 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 the actual suit. The suit the, up was literally yeah, the was most. Sick. Horrif- like it was horrifying because it's like I didn't really I don't want to see. Could you imagine? Dog, like, yes, but it was the sickest suit up I've seen. Um, but yeah, I have a lot of faith in James Gun- James Gunn and what he's going to be doing for this team. Yeah, man. yeah, we just got to wait down. for it. Yeah, for, just got to wait for it. I think part it's of good. I, I, yeah, <laughs> like I'm just- go Phil. I think it's going to be good because it's just going to be a new universe from scratch. Yes. That yes. we can just participate in. I think the biggest problem with Marvel is that they decided to keep going after Endgame. Yeah. Um, I'm one of the few people yeah. that thinks it should have just ended there and just been some kind of reboot. They had acquired the Fox universe by that time, even if they had to wait, doing some kind of different, whole new story, different characters, letting things evolve. Um, Phil, now that we've, know, seen, I, I think, we've seen what they put out, like I agree with you 100%. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I just stop that ending. So many right. stories. Eventually, you just start to build these superstructures that get so top heavy that they have nothing but collapse written all over it. It was like it was it was like Batman three, right? And all the other Batman where you get too many villains, and all of a sudden the the plot starts to get a little too heavy, and it starts to collapse on itself. That's where Marvel is as an entire structure right now, and it's been that way since Endgame. And I I I said it I said it then, and I'll say it again. I, I think it should have ended. I think I think. Uh, I think they screwed up the universe using time travel, and I think they just should have called it an endgame and just let it go for three or four years, let people get super hungry, and then just restart with somebody, with X-Men, different people, different you characters. Go, you go with X-Men, I think, at this point, and you, know, you kill everything after endgame, I agree 100%, and yeah. then you focus on how great X-Men, uncanny X-Men can be. I want to piggyback the X-Men thing onto uh, the Eternals. I mean, yeah, they could yeah. they could have they could have cleared well, the whole palette, yeah. and waited four or five years, made your first series the Eternals, right. yeah. and drawn and that out. Right. And actually, spent some time yeah. introducing the characters instead yeah. of making a movie where nobody knows who nobody knows anyone. Yeah. Else oh, by is. the way, there's ten of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's there's no there's no there's no scarce. Remember, is Harry Styles as uh, Star Fox? Star Fox. Yeah. Arrows. You, they could have even shown us the LF Snor. Uh, I, can't, I can't remember his name as uh, the, the original Kang of ancient Egypt, right? You know, oh, so we could have we yeah. had we could have had our Kings back then too. That's that could true. have been the overarching yeah. villain to start with the Eternals and take it in that direction. It, it it would have been a great reboot, but I think that they've already screwed it up by bringing back Hugh Jackman because now. Yeah. We've got a sixty-year-old Wolverine who <laughs> yeah. can't go the distance, we do. and right. nobody's ever going to let anybody else be Wolverine again. So that means if yeah. we do the X Men, we're going to get an X twenty-three. You know, which yeah. I don't. Yeah, nothing's wrong. Actually, she's one of the few that I do like as far as yeah, the characters cool. go. She's cool. The actress named Daphne. But it doesn't King. mean I don't want her more than Logan. Right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. You know I want. Yeah. yeah so, sure. at any rate, I'm I'm afraid about that. 
Yeah, there's just this. Yeah, there's just no scarcity, and that that when when there's no scarcity in the films, and you just have all this stuff, you know, they they were just too aggressive, and they did that with the comics too. They they were just pulling out. They were just pushing out way too many titles, and people were getting overwhelmed, both readers and viewers of these movies alike, and it got to be too much because they were just trying to cram all this in and trying to make up for all the lost money they they lost yeah. during the pandemic and it just got it got to be too much and when there's no scarcity there's no magic you know and that's my number one problem i have with all the star wars stuff the fact there's that a lot we, of it. yeah the, the fact that we you know part of the magic was that we didn't get a star wars anything every month you know we had it you know we would get we, yeah we would get like mm-hmm. a, a a movie if we were lucky like yeah, when the prequels started, it was what once every two years, something like that. Between ninety nine, I think, Phantom yeah. Menace came out. Yeah, one, one, two, and three. That was like sprawl. You know, that was stretched over five years or something like that. So that gave us enough time to kind of ingest, and digest it all, and 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 enjoy it for what it is, and then we move on. You know, instead of like, okay, we're doing this, doing this, and then we're gonna do this, and you know, no one has the money or the time really to keep, you know, keep going at this. Pace, feeding you know. the beast that right, is right. this franchise that, i heard right I, I heard a really interesting um youtube it, it took it took an hour and a half to get through but it was really the culture of hollywood after marvel who set it up right marvel was the first one to truly do it right because it took 10 years to build to the avengers this this huge right. multi you know millions upon hundreds of millions of dollars to make this movie but they built up to it Right. And then everybody saw that, and then they all started pouring their own money into it. And then right. all of a sudden, we were starting to get three, four, five different blockbusters a month. And nobody can afford to go to the movies that many times a mm-hmm. month to right. see all those movies. So all of a sudden, you're having to pick. And because they're pouring so much money into it, you've got to get like 2.5 times the amount of money that they spent between advertising, the way it splits between theaters mm-hmm. and you know right. the, the resource of the people that make it. You know, all of a sudden, these movies, these these movies just cannot make enough money, yes. and so they're all now the studios are going like, you know, we've lost billions of dollars on these movies because we put too much money into them, thinking every movie is going to be the Avengers mm-hmm. over the last few right. years, and that's kind of really what's done this. It's, it's Hollywood in general. It's the not corporate corporate just machine. Disney. Yeah. Everybody's doing it. And right. Everybody's making the Fast and the Furious ten for sake was like the most <laughs> incredible the most film expensive yeah. movies ever made and one of the biggest flops right incredible I mean, like, film. seriously sorry bravo i'm not offended bravo i say Fr- frank you want to see it again would i watch it again no yeah yeah come take me take <laughs> again i liked it it's on peacock no, uh, let's go to see. I, I, I want to see it. Family. We're going to have to do a screening for it. I don't know, I don't know if it's still in theaters. <laughs> That'd be my birthday. We'll wait for Phil to come back to town yeah. and we'll do a private screening. We'll watch Fast <laughs> 10. I would, I would come out for that. We can all Could just like, at the screen. Oh, nice. my gosh. That'd be the best. Everybody does shots when family is mentioned. Yeah. Oh, my word. Family. Well, We'll yeah. be passed how, out. How many of us can actually make it out of the theater by the end of the night? We're gonna need to Uber Zero. home, everybody. But just, just a, just a, <laughs> but, you know, Dre brought up a good point about uh, James Gunn, though. There, there is a. I've noticed a pattern with James Gunn. He typically seems to pick those obscure characters that no one's touched, 
and blows them up. So like with the Guardians, nobody cared about the mm-hmm. Guardians into the movies, literally. Like those, yeah. th- they've been around since I. Th- creature I th- Commandos now. Yeah. yeah, and Creature Commandos now. Yeah. yeah, and I think Guardians started in the early '80s, maybe even a little bit before that. I think it was '75. And- okay. All those superheroes. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, no one cared, and then all of a sudden, and then you had the you know you had the good runs with DNA, you know, but that was just specific to comics. No one in the wider universe knew about you know or really cared about Guardians of the Galaxy. It had mm-hmm. no had no you know interest until he made the movie. And that wasn't even the Guardians that he made. In right, the movies right. weren't the original ones from the seventies right. either. You right. know, those, those are the ones the... we saw at the very end in a spot. You know? Right, right. And right. so with that, because they're so obscure, you have a great degree of freedom to, to yeah, go nuts because yeah. you know the corporate engine they're going to be like oh, okay yeah those, those characters don't mean anything go ahead do whatever you want with it you know it's not like superman oh yeah well with superman you have to do this you have to do this have to do mm-hmm. you have to stay within these guidelines but if you do you know s- some other obscure character they're like okay whatever and then it blows up then all of a sudden now they want to you know you know pay attention so yeah. i think i think that's that's a good strategy that that has paid dividends for James Gunn. Let's see if know. he does it with the authority. You know, oh, like, man. Yeah. Authority could be cool. Authority, authority could be pretty authority, cool. Yeah. They, they do the same thing. Cool. You know, they, at this point, he has carte blanche, I'm sure, to do whatever he yeah. wants. I'll, I'll be pissed if the authority is messed up. It won't I be. will be, because I love, I love that group. That group that, is so yeah, fun. That group and you know, Planetary yeah. as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Be dope. Those are two phenomenal reads. But yeah. Yeah, you look what he did to Polka Dot Man. You know? oh, no, <laughs> he made him cool. Right. He made him cool. Yeah. Arms falling off, man. Yeah. 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 You feel for the dude. yeah. Arms falling off, man. Peacemaker is absolutely an amazing. It was an amazing show. Amazing. Peacemaker. Was. Yeah, beyond where you thought it would be. Absolutely. Way more. John Cena I mean, being that, indeed. I hated I John no, Cena. I, I didn't and now you care love him. for him. And then you see that. You're like, go you crazy. gotta be kidding me. Yeah. Like he's, yeah. If he, if you guys, he's, if, do you guys have to ask yourselves, though, too, with all the money that the studios have lost this year, when with these movies? We haven't heard of cancellations yet, but you can bet with the strike and the delays, yeah, it's, yeah. it's cheaper to eventually cancel than it is to keep delaying. And there's also going to be some huge budget cuts in these movies as well, too. So, I mean, the kinds of things that we're used to seeing, mm-hmm. we're not going to see again for a while as and, well. So, I mean, use the you have to kind of wonder, too, is the yeah. writing going to become the strength of these movies? Is the character development again going yeah. to become the strength of these movies and if so we're we're in for a treat but if they're going to treat it just like another you know justice league where it's just mostly you know shock and awe and just kind yeah, of a little bit of that. meh yeah right yeah we're Square gonna have plenty one. of time to watch the Zack snyder cut is what you're saying. Square one, here we go. I saw there was a there's a black and you know, there's a black and like white a, version of the yeah. Snyder cut. Mm-hmm. The Justice yeah. League is gray. Okay. Wow. It's it's on it's only streaming because I, I thought it was gonna come with the steel book, but you know, it's only on streaming. Oh, it, it actually looks pretty cool tonally. Black, the black, black and white, white version. The black yeah, and white. I was watching yeah, yeah I watched it. Looks it. Pretty it cool. like what a, other a movie did ago. that? Like a recent uh it's a Mad Max uh, Fury Road. Fury Road it was Chrome, the Chrome Chrome yeah edition. That was good. Yeah, it's cool. Um, Phil, oh, the, an hour and a half is it goes by pretty quick. Wow! When we spend our uh, oh, yeah. when we spend quality time together, but we <laughs> wanted to say again that we really appreciate you coming on, and I love hanging out with you and talking to you anytime. Yeah, and, and, I, um, and nice to meet you too, because this is I think this is the first, the first time, time you met yeah, Marcus. Right. Yeah. Marcus, yeah. yeah. So hey, good talking to you. 
It's always a pleasure, man. Yeah. It's always a pleasure. And these things, these, these opportunities don't come around often enough. So, yeah. you know, Absolutely. thankfully I was able to make it out there to Vegas this year and get to meet a few of you guys uh, and, you know, and Frank. And, you know, um, <laughs> it was a pleasure. And also Frank. <laughs> and, uh, but no, it was. It's great, and so I, I I'm happy to to stop at any time. You guys need to really scrape the bottom of the barrel, and you know, sure. like, yeah. oh, so and so canceled. Well, uh, yes, shit. Guess we Phil, Phil. Where's uh, Phil? Yeah. Get Phil. I had, sorry, no. doing, so, I had him. Know. I had him locked in for this week. He, already, yes. yeah, already, without a doubt. Yeah. Now yeah. has someone else he, maybe moved something around? Yeah, and then. He locked me in Monday. He's like, hey, are you busy this Thursday? We had a cancellation. <laughs> Phil's um, being bumped. We give you bump him, man. Like Phil, you can't be on. Uh, Phil, what do you got coming up? Uh, I know you got the New York Con in October, but uh, what's you know you didn't watch Blue really, Beetle? Really, that's that's the biggest plan right now. <laughs> I'm taking it quiet, man. I've been gone a right. lot between these different fantastic sales and um, you know just work in general. Um, I'm I'm going to take it easy this next month or two. I'm going to be quiet. I've got some new content coming to YouTube um, that I'm working on. Working on some new reels. I've I've hit. I'm I'm almost at 25k now um, right on. on Instagram. All right. Yeah. Um, congrats, that's, awesome. that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I had I had like a I I had like a uh, 12 million view reel just pop off the other week. Wow. So it's been going a little a little a little a little bonkers. <laughs> um. So I've got a. I gotta do a giveaway there, and I've gotta start to make some new fresh content again there. So I gotta I gotta kind of refocus on Instagram a little bit more. But um, yeah, so I'll be online. You guys will be seeing me do lives and some new content coming on YouTube. Um, totally new stuff. Cool. So, cool. Looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Uh, Barney, what do you got for the people? Mm, what do I have for the people? Need a moment. <laughs> you didn't think about this ahead of time. Come on, Barney. Don't do this. <laughs> I have things for the people. I have I have to make sure we say thank you to everybody that's been watching. All the yeah. chats have been coming in. Yeah. You do it to Kevin, job. Nick, Tanya. Tanya's always in there. Tanya, Dre. That's all I got. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> Into the West. Quan. <laughs> Nikita. Nikita was in there earlier. Oh, sweet. Joe Mar was in there earlier. Nordic I saw. I say thank you to those people. So. Thank you for looking uh, uh, in. We but appreciate you guys thing hanging we out. We have uh, for Shipson's Comics. We have. Right, you're gonna yeah. like this one. I'm ready. Oh, you're ready for this one. Quan's even gonna like this one and put a smile on his face. Hey, baby. We what? are doing the worst fest. Ask me what the worst fest is. Come on. What's the worst What's fest? The worst bro? fest. A beer and bratwurst festival out. And in Boulder, I will be there. Out in Boulder City, Saturday, what? September 30th. Uh, they asked us. Uh, they asked what? Simpsons Comics to come out as an antique dealer. Yeah, Phil's attention. And, uh, <laughs> is it going to be done? Like, you go, and, uh, yeah, so Boulder I'm, City I'm, asked I'm a, us. I'm an overweight white guy. I mean, you know, we <laughs> love that. Boulder City. Right so, yeah. I mean, you, you got Saints. my attention. Yeah, we're going to come out. It's at a park. Mm-hmm. It's the, the Bicentennial Park out of Boulder City. It's Saturday, September 30th. It's called the Worst Fest. Uh, this is the 22nd Ooh. annual uh, wow. Worst okay. Fest, if I remember correctly. Uh, but this is only the second year that they brought antique dealers in. So they want us to I'll come be out because you know uh, we come out with the comic books and give you know free books to the kids that come by and 
And okay. uh, I'll be selling Ice. comic books just to have money to go buy some more beers and brats. Oh, we'll be right there. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm coming to that one for Sounds sure. Good. Phil might come out for that one. I, 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 might have, I might have something to do now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, here, dude. Plans change. Hey, yeah. just come on over. Yeah, I got a couch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, when, when I, the way I set it up is we have our table with, the, with all the books. And then an ice chest full of beer, and oh uh, you know, gosh. underneath we're underneath these uh, giant trees that are out there. Uh, but the fact that they're going to be serving beer, and uh, supposedly you can get a wristband and go under a beer tent and just sit there and have fun. So, oh wow, it's going to be wong, it's going to be bonkers, man. So I love it, uh, Dre. What do you got? Um, nothing. Thanks for being here at the um, table. Appreciate you, yes, buddy, exactly. hanging out. I was like, I'm thankful to be here. Pleasure to meet the you. Big hog, big hog. Oh, uh, Shane, hi. What, what do you got there? Big hog, please. You know better <laughs> than be that. At the table come with it. I, yeah, I gotta, you got to come with it if you're going to be at the table. <laughs> For real. I wasn't expecting Shane, what you got? Hey, I want to <laughs> say what's up to Sonny. Uh, hot dog Paul. We uh, miss you, bro. There you go. Uh, <laughs> uh, Spoonie G, I miss you, man. Uh, no, I, I, I got nothing either. Uh, okay. <laughs> hi, uh, Eva, my <laughs> wife. Yeah, thank you. I was like, man. Pick up the new Hives record, The Death of Randy Fitzsimmons. Shout out to my wife. <laughs> Uh, Marcus, what you got? Yeah, well, sort of what what Shane was trying to allude to. Yeah, shout out to Paul and Sonny who couldn't be here. You know, take care of yourself. Shout out to Paul. Yeah, we'll we'll see you guys. We'll see you guys next week. Austin's in California. Uh, Oh, Austin's Austin's in California. California. Yeah, he he really likes that state. That's he's he's a big California fan. Beach life, baby. Man, beach life. Okay, but uh, again, I said it before. I'll say it again. Um, hey, sh- uh, thoughts and prayers to Jeff Smith, who is recovering yes. from a heart attack. Um, he had a couple weeks ago. For those who don't know, he wrote the uh, Eisner Award-winning uh, a story, Bone, which I think he was writing it for over a period of a bunch of years, and then they finally collected it into a big all-in-one compendium. So check that out. It's Ooh, very cool. Compendium. Also, uh, he did the uh, one and done sort of uh, four issue uh, series called uh, Shazam Monster of uh, Evil uh, Society. Monster Society of Evil. There it is. And it was a four issue mini that kind of was like a standalone story that kind of is a great um, uh, starting point for anyone who just wants to kind of maybe get familiar with Shazam. It's kind of it's like a, a modern retelling of his origin and whatnot oh. really good they just re uh, dc just re-released it on in hardcover uh i have the trade it's very good a lot of fun very cute it's very uh it's good for all the members of the family and uh yeah i would nice. say, yeah so i would cool. recommend that. i do have something i'm okay, gonna please. do paul's right, go socials you know what i'm saying oh yeah uh, go oh, for right, it. Right, do it. Right, <laughs> find us at, uh, in tiktok uh at into the west of course youtube which we are watching right now at into the west we're also on x at into underscore comics yep well, and I believe that's it. And Feet Finder. Oh, there we go. Feet Finder. Sunny Feet Finder. Sunny Feet Finder. And, yeah. You and, nailed that. Uh, you know, that's one thing I could do. Mary Elizabeth Winstead What's the only is the greatest act. <laughs> that's that's, that's a private link oh, that we're going to send. Via hold on, DM. everybody. One more thing before we go. <laughs> oh, as far God. as soak up, man. Actress or asterisk? Where, where are you going with that? <laughs> <laughs> I think you know, Phil. <laughs> 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 what a show! We lost. <laughs> I love that show. We lost it's my favorite show. Wow! Wow! Phil, oh, thank wow. you for hanging out tonight. 
Awesome. Yeah. Good uh, to meet you. We love you, buddy. We'll see you later. Yes, thank you, Phil. Have a great evening. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. We appreciate you guys. If you haven't done so already, consider subscribing to us. We appreciate it so much. General Sandula, smash that like button. (laughs) Smash that like button. Smash that like button. Thank you, Barney, for coming on. Thank you, Barney. Thank you, you, B. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Good night, guys. Love you. We did it. We did it. We did it. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, there it is. There it is. Uh. <laughs> <laughs>